I found a square body that had already been cut down to a short bed. Uh, it was a crew cab. It had been lowered, uh, uh, LS swamped and, uh, new paint, new interior, all this. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want. And so I was like, I'm buying this thing. So I bid on it. It all comes down to there is four seconds left on the sale and I'm winning the bid and somebody chimes in and outbids me by $500. Well, the guy calls me back like two days later and he says, hey, we've not heard anything out of the buyer. No response whatsoever. If you want this truck, we'll sell it to you. And I'm like, hey, listen, I, I will bring you cash. We're coming to get it. And we're going to drive it home. Thursday evening, the guy calls me and says, man, I'm sorry. The buyer just reached out to me. He's got to take the truck. And I was like, dude, you can't do that. I'm here to do this. Let's race. Welcome to the Full Throttle Journey into all things automotive. We're diving into the behind-the-scenes stories straight from the fast lane. 140 miles an hour. Covering custom cruisers to high-powered track machines and everything in between. 50, 160. We're here to fuel your passion for everything on wheels. So jump in, because now you're riding shotgun with Ty. Let's go. He's gone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. It's a podcast where we sit down with car enthusiasts and gearheads, we talk about their rides, their projects, and get to know the men and women behind the rides. Our guest today is a head organizer for the very popular and successful Southern Illinois Truck Showdown. Our guest today is none other than Brett Sullivan. So let's jump right in. I guess uh, my first question would be, can you give us a rundown on your car background and what it was or who it was that sparked your interest in cars? Man, that tie that's simple, buddy. It, all of that credit goes to my dad you know i mean as as far back as i can remember and and uh man i hang i hang on to those memories really hard because I, I lost my dad about 10 years ago but man my my dad was i just remember growing up with all these old chevrolets and stuff you know and, and it was uh that was that was my dad's passion and and uh i grew up in el dorado ever Everybody knew my dad. They might not have known his name, but you could say, Hey, what about, you know, that guy with all them black Chevrolets and, and everybody knew, knew him in some fashion, you know, but that was the thing. And when I, even when he passed, he had nine black Chevrolets and it was, uh, I, we were going through pictures not too long ago and I found one with myself standing next to my dad, 63 Impala. And it was, like my head was about as high as the top of the fender on the car, but you know it was it was the Corvettes and the Impalas and the Bel Airs, you know even uh, you know my dad was into the drag racing a little bit uh, here locally, and so we had some of the Malibus and and things like that, and then and uh, on a day to day side of it, I can I can remember vividly being so small that standing on the hump and one of these old square body Chevrolets while, while my dad's cruising town, you know, and it, it's like everybody talks about the whole 
drinking through the garden hose and the blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we used to ride <laughs> in the bed of the truck everywhere we went and everything. But, you know, so I got, I, I got all this, you know, enthusiasm for these vehicles from my dad. And I, I've got an older brother, Mike, uh, six years older than me. And he got hit with the same bug, you know, and, you know, I, I, I just, I love them. And, and, uh, it's the people around it. The people that you meet is what makes it fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's no people like the car community. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What would be your earliest memory that you can remember that involves a car? Man. So I mentioned, uh, my dad or my parents with, with the whole drag race and stuff. And, and that stuff's kind of come full circle. And I'll tell you about that, but the Excel a quarter raceway just outside of Harrisburg here, man. I, and I wish that place would, I wish that place would take off and people could see what we used to see 35 plus years ago, you know, but my parents were such regulars at the, at the drag strip. And, you know, I was just probably a little late for anybody called child and family services, but I used to run around that place unsupervised nonstop, you know, and I remember one night I just ran and ran and ran until I would just drop dead, go to sleep, you know? (laughs) And, uh, so I climbed in the back of this, like a 78 Malibu or whatever that my dad had and climbed in the back of it. And I remember it was, you know, it was tubbed. It didn't have a back seat or anything. I just climbed back behind the seats and flop down, go to sleep. And then, you know, of course it's loud there and everything. And, they're always messing with stuff, and I just thought my dad was just firing a car up and all this stuff, and he literally made a made a pass <laughs> with me in the back of the car. He didn't know I was back there, and my mother was prepared to kill him and all this stuff, but I was just a little bitty kid, you know. So that that's that's probably you know wildest and craziest, but yeah, man, I was little with that, you know, and I don't know, man. There's just there's all sorts of little bitty little bitty stories but you know it all bounced around hanging out with car people and yeah uh you know we kind of moved we moved quite a bit when i was young uh didn't really go anywhere but we moved quite a bit and we at one point in time we lived in marion mm-hmm. and uh and they tore the building down now but it's on the corner by taco john's right by taco john's okay anyway my dad and another guy by the name of don baker had a place called Southern Illinois Performance Center. And I was probably in the second grade, so I don't know how blissfully successful this business was, <laughs> but I know that um, I would go to school, and when I would get out of school, I would come down the street to the shop, and we would be there till 9 or 10 o'clock, and there was always somebody ranching on hot rods. You know? Right. Just kind of grew up in it. Just uh, soaked in the environment around them. It's in your blood, apparently. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. And so all that led to the truck you have now. What kind of truck do you have now and what's it set up? So the truck is a 1991 R30 is what they call it. So, and I know, I know a lot of people, if they've seen my truck, they look at it and they, you know, and then they think in the seventies and, and all of this, but Chevrolet made the square body, what they call a square body or what everybody else calls a square body from 1973. Uh, until 1987 in the pickups. But the if it was a crew cab mm-hmm. or a Suburban, 
or a Blazer that ran until 1991. Well, my truck is a crew cab. So, of the square bodies, I always loved the what I call round dive, which is uh, 73 to 80. So, I just put a 73 front clip on this truck and then dressed it like a like a 70s truck, the two-tone paint, the, the trim, and, and all that. So, it's a... It is a originally a one-ton truck. It was a county highway vehicle, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Okay. was a single rear wheel, long bed, uh, one-ton truck. I have half-ton swapped all the suspension on this truck, cut and shortened the frame, made it a short bed, obviously lowered it. It was originally a... 454 four-speed manual truck uh, throttle bodied you know and so you know for for anybody that's interested in saving the planet that probably wasn't the <laughs> one to one to drive you know you talk about single digit fuel economy and things like that they wasn't worried about that back then though <laughs> oh my word and that, that thing it was it was uh it's gotten better throughout the past few years because it's uh everything has been trying to build it on a budget and and get the get things the way i would like for it to have you know but you know driving it with that drivetrain in it it was 40 mile an hour it sounded like you were doing 100 because <laughs> it was screaming everywhere it went you know and uh so i knew what i wanted to do but but uh you know it took it took a minute to get there so we 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 did all the work on the truck got the thing back together with the with the 454 in it so it cosmetically looks the way it looks right now but we uh we did that in 2020 and uh then the winter actually january 1 of 21 i pulled the front clip on it and pulled the drivetrain and i did a uh, 5.3 liter ls based motor and a uh, six-speed automatic transmission in it and you know, when I did that, while well, we did vintage air and just tried to make things a little more creature comfort and everything, and it and it's 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 worked out pretty good. That's awesome. And it, you said it's a crew cab. I know back in the seventies, eighties, and even in the early nineties, a crew cab was rare. Yeah, that was uh, that was unheard of. Well, in the civilian market, it was anyway. Yeah, that was all single cabs. You know, a a, a crew cab was that was municipalities and and just like you're saying you know wasn't a civilian based thing it was you know you saw a lot of your forestry vehicles were were crew cabs and and uh you know your your highway highway workers and things like that and i mean they were a working man's truck and and we're in the day and age now where you know everybody gets everybody gets what they want and so you know people that wanted to pick up the i think the when people waver back and forth whether they're going to get a car or a pickup, I think it got to the point where people were like, well, I like this, this, and this about a car, but I'd like to have a truck. And they just took everything that made cars so comfortable and, and everything and did it with trucks. So now it's the it's all flipped. You can't hardly, uh, you know, it's more difficult to get your hands on a standard cab pickup nowadays than than uh, than before. So That is true. 
That is true. My grandpa, he uh, he just passed away about two years ago, but he had an old red. I'm not sure what year. I'm thinking 85 or an 86, but a Scottsdale. Uh-huh. That it was just his farm truck. Yeah, he, he he drove it around the pasture to check his cows. He uh, he took cows to the the livestock au- auction and all that in it. Yeah, and I took him with me before he passed away with me to a car show, and he seen one that looked same body style, single cab like he had, but it was. I mean, it was beautiful. And he looked at that and he goes, why did they bring that here? And I said, I said, Grandpa, I said, that's, that's a fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 truck right now. He says, what? That was just a farm. You just hauled hay and feed and everything else in that. I said, yeah. I said not anymore. <laughs> Man, I tell you, a, a lot of people, if they're not just enthralled with it, and even those, even those that are have a wild misconception of, of the value of stuff, you know, uh, we go, we go around and like right now, the patina stuff is real hot, you know, and, uh, there, there's those of us that, that can appreciate that. And, and, uh, and then there's people that look at it and go, what, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, they, they look at it and go, why is everybody oohing and on over this, <laughs> over this rusty truck? And, and they're like, they don't realize the thing's worth $150,000, you know, or what, whatever, you know? And it and it's funny to see, and it's just like your grandpa, you know. I mean, back in the day, that you're talking about that truck there, and it, and you know, what he buy that truck for under ten grand, or uh, he had it before I was born. You know what I'm saying? If he bought it right off the lot, he probably gave less than ten grand for it. I don't know for certain. I don't recall what window stickers and stuff were, but I've seen some of the old school ads and stuff. You know, back in the '70s, where they were like. Uh, some of these dealerships, they do a newspaper print ad or whatever, and they give a list of all these different, like, hypothetically, like a 73 C10 or whatever could be bought at $3,500 or yeah. or something, you know, and, and we're like, um, you know, I just, I just spent that having the seats done in my right. truck or, what, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you was talking about uh, the patina trucks. Um, I'm of the latter group that you was talking about. I, I, I went to college and stuff for auto body. I was an automotive painter. And so I guess I'm addicted to the shine. Yeah. I guess is what they say. Yeah. And so when I look, I, I've gotten better where I can appreciate the art of the patina and uh, preserving the originality of the original paint and all that. But man, there for a while, it was like, it just seemed like it was half done to me. Yeah. Like they, they ran out of money. But like you said, some of those are $150,000 trucks. Well, and I tell you, I tell you, the big thing is, is you go out and you do, something like what I did and you do a whole lot of shiny, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I come from the, I come from the idea that, man, if you're going to, if you're going to build something, if you're going to have a car like that, a truck like that, you need to drive it. Right. And I mean, we drive, we drive the, I've got a couple sets of tires put in this truck in the last couple of years. Um, we drive it everywhere. And you know, you have a shiny one and you can you check with my wife on this one, but she's like, we're going somewhere. And I'm like on the maps, I'm like, hey, check and see where a handbag car wash is or something so I can hose this off. And I'm carrying a bag with me. And you see them guy, and I don't get into the whole thing where it's like, you know, I'm carrying $500 worth of detailing products. It's just, you know, I don't want the bugs on my windshield. I don't want them on the front end. I don't want the uh-huh. uh, water spots in the paint. And, and all this stuff and and where i get jealous of the patina guys is they'll have all i've gotten more in the performance 
and reliability side of it. And then we can go somewhere and it can, it can rain all day long. They can drive through the world's worst stuff and, and all this stuff. And then we get done and it's like, it don't look any different right now than it did when the sun was shining yesterday. (laughs) So, you know, I, I can, I can appreciate a lot of that, you know, but uh, I, I, and I, I try and I don't get too worked up about, you know, how someone else's style made different from, from mine and everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. We talk about it and get it, you know, get a chuckle here and there and everything. But man, I really don't, I really don't get the, the whole, uh, social media thing with how people, you know, somebody will post a picture of their vehicle and somebody's, you know, they're proud of their vehicle. They'll post something. And then somebody's got something negative to say about it. And it's like, I, I don't know. I think the downfall of the thing with social media is it gives a platform to people that, you know, gives an equal platform to people. Although there's some people that just don't deserve that platform. <laughs> you know, that gives, you, you know, equal opinions to people that have no idea what they're talking about. So they did, they, <laughs> they shouldn't be able to. And, and I, I ran into it with my truck, you know, and I, I, people were like, I posted pictures of it. And well, I've got, 22 inch steel wheels on there. Uh-huh. Well, you've got your purists that are like thinking that I need to run 14 or 15 inch wheels on it. And, <laughs> and then you've got, then you've got people that think that I need to put two foot of lift on it and, and, uh, you know, some great big tires. Although I don't know if I've ever driven this thing in much grass, but <laughs> so my off roading is not uh, that I'm interested in, but, but <laughs> people say, well, I love that truck, but them wheels and, and and that's to put it lightly, you know, they'll have all kinds of snide comments and stuff. And it's like, hey, you know, I mean, this problem can be solved really easy. You know, just write the check by the truck and you can put whatever you want on. But <laughs> conveniently, that problem is not yours because I own the truck and it's what I want. Right. Yeah. That's the great thing about the car community is sure. you do what you want. Yeah. You know, some of them are like you, you know, you drive. You, you, you bought it and you, you made, build it to drive. And then there's other people that they, their vehicle just lives in a garage, yeah. you know, or in a showroom or wherever. And yeah. you got the patina guys, you got the rat rod guys, you got the truck guys, you got the tuner guys. I mean, it's just, yeah, you do what you want. Yeah. That's the great thing about the car community. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, I mean, kudos to everybody that, uh, is just an enthusiast, you know, I mean, I, I said it earlier, I, I the people involved with it is what makes it great. I think you're cool. I want you to be there to hang out with us and, and, you know, let's shoot the breeze and, you know, talk about what we want to do, talk about what, you know, what we're passionate about. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, that's what matters. Right. Absolutely. Now your truck, is it, it's obviously lowered, but is it air ride? Is it bagged or is it still got the coilovers? No, it's uh it's it's static it's a static drop so it is uh see i have drop spindles in the front lowered shortened coil springs in the front rear end has a uh a flip kit underneath it which puts the rear end on top of the leaf springs okay the frame had to be notched because it is a three-quarter ton slash one ton frame so it's like three inches taller so you know, you run into clearance issues there. So that frame has a notch in it, but I mean, I don't even have a receiver on this truck. So I don't have to worry about like right. how much stuff I'm hauling, <laughs> uh, with the exception to, 
you know, my, my wife and I, like I said, we drive it. So my wife and I enjoy it and we, we go out and we take it everywhere. And anytime we need to haul something, well, we put it in the bed, but it's, we're not like grandpa. We're not hauling livestock or anything. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. I wouldn't be hauling livestock in, in that nice of a truck. <laughs> so obviously you're a true truck is an attention getter. When, when you're out driving, you stop for fuel or whatever, and people come up, talk to you about your truck or at a car show, um, or wherever you're at, what is the most asked question? Maybe I should say that you get oh. from people that see you in your truck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did did you cut that cab? They always ask me that. Like they they're like, I've never seen a crew cab. You know, so they're they're and and that's kind of weird to me. I mean, I've seen countless crew cabs. I mean, I know they're they're not as prominent as a standard cab, but but people wonder if I cut the cut the cab, if I cut up a suburban or if I or if I put two cabs together or what, you know, <laughs> what I did. That's probably the most commonly asked question um but if i stop at a gas station or something and and i'm i'm sure there's guys uh, actually i've seen it so i know it but the, there's there's guys all the time if you get anything about these trucks like this you always get somebody comes up and says my granddad had one of these my dad had one you know i remember this i remember that and i and i think that's where the passion where my passion from it comes from you know uh, uh yeah uh, my my family is a is a family by trade a family full of electricians and my grandfather was a uh, uh was a contractor and my gosh it, it, you know he had these square bodies and he would trade no more than his would never be more than two years old it was every year or every other year you know he was getting he was getting a new one so i was like I felt like I saw them all, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but I, that's what I remember growing up, right? Right. Uh, were, were these square body trucks, you know? And, and so I think there's a little bit of, uh, memories that come into play with it and, right. And things like that. So that, that's what makes people passionate about this stuff. Uh, I've got a, I've got a 56 Bel Air that, that my dad and I were building when he passed and, you know, I remember riding in one of them when I was little. And, and, uh, you know, my brother has a 57 Bel Air and, you know, my dad had one of those. So it's a, it's a, it's a thing where we just, you know, we think about, think about our childhood and things like that. And, uh, and, uh, you know, happy times and, and things and that, that kind of brings us to us, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's where we become enthusiastic about it, you know? Yeah. It brings back that nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's got it. Everybody's got a story. And, and that's why I appreciate what you're doing with, uh, with this podcast. Cause you know, you're, you're getting, you're asking all these different people to, to be involved with it and, and you're getting their story, you know, and, and what they're passionate about. And there's just little things in life that makes us passionate about this or that. Um, and the story is different, you know, out of each one of us. And, and so, that's where you wind up with having people that are enthusiasts with this or enthusiasts with that. And, and, uh, but as a collective, it brings us all together because at the end of the day, you know, we're just passionate about, about these vehicles. Right. Right. Absolutely. Everybody's got a story and everybody's story is, uh, I haven't met anybody that didn't have a story that I didn't enjoy when they told me, sure. you know, cause sure. Just the history and the how it came about, how that car came to be because of something, 
you know, like you said, that your dad drove or that someone you admired drove back in the day. This truck, what when you've seen it down in Pitch and Forge, obviously it didn't look like this, but what was it that attracted you to it? What what was the characteristic that you said, I want that truck? Man, that this is another good story as well. So so I sold out of a let's see. In twenty nineteen, I sold out of a business. So, you know, I had I had had some money there and, and my wife said, uh, you should treat yourself and go buy yourself a new truck. And she she tells this story. She was like, "This is not what I meant whatsoever." <laughs> but but I one I wanted something that I could day in day out get in and and drive and all that. I wanted something nice like like what I have. But you know, I didn't know if I wanted to build something or if I wanted to buy something done. So. I'm flipping around and, and, and looking online and why I look there, I don't have any idea because I've never, uh, I've never even bought a vehicle like online before, you know, like I've found ads and stuff and bought vehicles, but, but I've never, never been like, uh, find one way off away from home and be like, I'll take it, you know, and not have driven it, laid hands on it, whatever. But, uh, I was scrolling through eBay and I found a truck very similar to this one I have sitting behind me. Uh, I found a square body that had already been cut down to a short bed. Uh, it was a crew cab. It had been lowered, uh, uh, LS swamped, and uh, new paint, new interior, all this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I want. And so I'm talking with my wife and everything. And she was like, if you want it, buy it. So it was an eBay auction style sale, not a buy it at this price or whatever. And so I was like, I'm buying this thing. So I bid on it. This goes on for, I don't know if they had it for up for ever how many days, but I'm bidding on this truck and I'm like, I'm buying this stuff. And you know how it goes. It gets going so long and then you're like, I'm not buying any more than that. And I get thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, I am. So I'm bidding on it. It all comes down to there is four seconds left on the sale and I'm winning the bid and somebody chimes in and outbids me by $500. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, you talk about sick. I was heartbroken. You know, in my mind, that thing was already sitting in the shop right here at the house. Right. So, um, so anyway, I was like, okay, well, you know, wind out of my sales and all this. And I thought, man, I, I want this truck so bad. I'll do whatever I need to do to get it. So I tracked down who the seller is and it is a classic car sales outfit in Glendale, Arizona. And so I find a phone number, I call and I talk to him and I'm talking to the owner and I said, Hey man, listen, you know, I understand that this, that I missed out on the sale and, and everything. I said, but if something falls through, please let me know. And so he took out my number and everything. And I was like, well, you know, that's it. It's done. It's gone. Well, the guy calls me back like two days later and he says, Hey, we've not heard anything out of the buyer. No response whatsoever. If you want this truck, we'll sell it to you. And I said, well, that that's fantastic, man. What do I need to do? And he said, I'll send you doc papers on it. You fill all them out. Um, you wire us a thousand dollars down 
And then, of course, it has to be paid in full before the truck leaves here. And I was like, man, that's, that's, uh, that sounds good to me. So I fell out the doc papers. I send a thousand dollars down and then I start hunting. Like, what's it got cost for someone to transport this truck from Arizona to Southern Illinois? And I'm looking at the cost of it and everything. And it's, you know, is what it is. But then I get to think, I was like, man, how fun would it be to just fly out there and drive it home? Like take our time. And drive it home, you know, uh, Route 66 stuff and and all that stuff along the way. And so I look up a one-way flight for for Melissa and I, and I was like, holy cow. You know, it was like $1,200 or something for one-way flight for the both of us out there. And then I get to, I get to looking at other options, and it says if you, if you take a layover, we could do the flight for under $500 for the both of you. So I was like, okay, what's the layover? So it's fly out on a Saturday, land in Las Vegas at 3 p.m., leave Las Vegas at 8 a.m. on Sunday for a one-hour flight down to Glendale. And I was like, okay, so under $500 for that flight, we can get a hotel cheap in Vegas uh, at the time. and. I was like, oh, for half the price of, of that, not only do we get to buy this truck, we get a Saturday night in Vegas for <laughs> in the midst of it, you know. So I was like, deal, that's what I'm doing. So I booked the flights and the and the hotel and everything, and, and I called the guy up, and I'm like, hey, listen, I, I will bring you cash. We're coming to get it, and we're going to drive it home. So anyway, I booked the flights and all this. This is probably on a Tuesday and man, I am hyped at this point. Thursday, it was a Thursday evening. The guy calls me and says, man, I'm sorry. The buyer just reached out to me and he's been in the hospital. He's gonna, he's gonna take the truck. And I was like, dude, you can't do that. We filled out doc papers. I've sent you a thousand dollars down. I spent this money on flight and hotel and, and all this. And, and, uh, you know, you can't do that. He was like, I will take the fight with you over the fight with the buyer and eBay. Uh, At any rate, there was nothing I could say that was going to get him to, to do it. But I will tell you this, and I, and, I, and I hate that I can't remember this guy's name because I'd love to give him a shout out on the whole thing. He was cool about it nonetheless because he goes, listen, I feel awful about this. He said, send me your receipts for for where you've booked your hotel and flight and everything. He said, I want to send you that money. So he sent me my thousand dollars down back plus my money for flight and hotel to Vegas. Sent it back to me. So anyway, that come about here. I am yet again, heartbroken over the whole thing. And then I find this truck and, you know, I was like, I wanted to do it my way. Uh, anyway, I thought that, you know, and everybody tried to make me feel bad about missing out on the, on this other truck. They were like, you didn't do it. So it wasn't yours. It was done the way somebody else wanted it. You were set. You would have had to have settled for something that someone else did their way. And so you would have been making changes anyway. So I buy this truck, uh, in Pigeon Ford and there really hadn't been much done to it. Right. You know? 
<laughs> and it was rough. Um, it was cheap. And I brought it home. My wife, you know, my wife thought I was nuts. <laughs> my, my neighbor, he comes over here and hangs out from time to time. And he said, I saw you pull that thing in the driveway. And I thought, what is wrong? You know, we, we drove it home. Well, it was, like I said, it was a county highway truck. Yeah. Um, so it was used a lot and, uh, and it was rough. It was, it was already blue, but it was like six shades of blue. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody's like, man, I always like this kind of mirror, this kind of mirror, or this kind of mirror on, on these trucks and everything. And I looked at the doors on this truck and I was like, they sampled that. This thing had like the front doors had like 12 or 15 holes in each door. Like every available <laughs> mirror for the, for the period had been, uh, run on that truck, you know? Uh, it was, it was perforated pretty good. So when we went to do this truck, I was like, man, we're not fixing these holes in these doors. These doors are rough. And I, I think when we were going through the process of building this truck, I think I bought like eight doors for this truck before we settled on <laughs> what doors hung well or were the closest <laughs> to a fitment, you know, I, it, because, you know, I wanted the lines to be fairly close in it. But if you talk to anybody about these old trucks, these were like, stupid numbers and the mass production across the you know what 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 would it have been like 18 years mm -hmm. square body was was available so you know the the lines were horrible on these to begin with so if you see one with great lines on it like somebody probably worked their tail off to make that happen you know <laughs> and being a work truck probably didn't make it any easier before either no no. no, it was probably used and abused. Oh, it was it was beat up. Well, I mean, but like, just just like this truck, it's it's all new doors. The entire front end is new. It's a completely different bed on the truck. I got a different tailgate for the truck. So the the only thing you're seeing is like the bare cab is <laughs> you know on the outside is is what is original. <laughs> wow. So obviously, I I know that you go to a lot of truck shows and stuff around the country. Uh, you drive it a lot, go to different yeah. ones. But you have a list of favorite shows that you you know that you're going to go to every year. Yeah, yeah, and so we have a lot of shows that like we know the promoter, and we know you know why they're doing it, what they're doing. And we know you know who we feel like are good people that we we want to help support. Uh, we also have shows that are, you know, just the show itself is, is awesome. But, you know, I am the head of state for the Illinois C10 club. And so I kind of, I handle that stuff as, as well. And that when we plot out our show schedule for the, the year, like we're consulting our friends because, um, you know, Melissa and I may go, there may be some that she and I go to and, you know, it's, it's kind of a more laid back atmosphere and it's more of a getaway for her and I, and we enjoy those things, but, uh, we want to include our friends and in the things that we go to, if it's something that we've been to before that they've not been to, well, we want to include them in it. So, you know, we'll put together and I put it on, on the social media, on Instagram and Facebook for the Illinois C10 club, like, Hey, we're planning on doing this or we're planning on doing that. And then, so I'll say, we're going to meet in Marion or, or wherever. And, and I'll go through, I just, I just did this for a, 
for a little round of group of us were, were doing. And it was a, some friends come up with an idea of something we were doing. And I was like, okay, just let us know. And they're like, no, 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 you do it. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't my thing. Tell me what we're doing. You know? But, uh, yeah, so we, we have, we have a lot of shows that, that we, that we go to and we, we do kind of sort it out where we're going and everything in advance. And, and that's part of the reason, like for the Southern LA truck showdown, like I've already put it out there, what the 24 date is and put, you know, flyer out for that because I know, you know, again, like I said, I, nobody knows what everybody's financial situation is. So they may have to plan in advance because, you know, they're limited on what they can do financially or they're limited on what they can do as far as their work schedule. You know, I only got so many days I can take off or, you know, or things like that, or, or the industry people that are involved, you know, they schedule what shows they're going to be at and everything. So I want to get our stuff out early so we can, so we can state, but yeah, there, there are shows that are kind of staples to me that we get to, uh, you know, I mean, we still try and go to street machines and do coin. Maybe it is not what it is, not what it used to be. And, and I don't want to like throw a, a, a downward look on that show or anything, but man, I grew up going to that show, so I can't not, I not go to that one. There is uh there's one in Lebanon, Tennessee. Of course, I'm a GM truck guy and it is a all GM truck show and it's not that far away, you know, it's th- three and a half hours or whatever. So it's a Southeastern truck nationals. So we go to it and it's a, it's a good size show. You know, the last couple of years when I think it's like his 13th, 14th year of, of doing this, but the last couple of years, uh, numbers are right there in the 1700 range. So that's a big one for us. That's a big one we do as a group. This year we made that run down and, and we decided that we would two lane it all the way down just to catch the cool drive, you know? And, uh, so we, we go down to Cave and Rock and took the ferry across and it was cool to see a ferry just loaded with all these old classic trucks, you know, take the two lanes and go around and do that. And, uh, it's a two day show, but we go from like Thursday till Sunday, just so we can, we're not in a rush with with anything but um you know louisville kentucky with the street rod nationals uh that's a amazing show uh to see the hoosier truck rallies over in sullivan indiana uh, midwest truck nationals is in richmond indiana we try and catch that one and you know my my favorite thing about all these shows like I despise the awards side of things because I feel like that is, you know, people take advantage of this to the extent that it's like just whoever can write the check is the one that's going to get the $20 trophy. You know, I mean, I just don't care about, I I don't care about that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to cover up, like I couldn't win the award with my truck or whatever. I mean, I, I, I guess I could win the award with my truck if I went to the right shows, you know, whatever. But I, I, again, again, I don't care about that. You know, I mean, I, I feel like if I needed someone else to tell me that my truck was cool, then m- maybe I should consult a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 
Also, if that's your if that's your whole identity, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just listen. This is this is what I enjoy, and I I just I love the I love the feel being out cruising around. I love cutting up and and everything with with my friends and and uh, don't get me wrong. I love coming and seeing some of these like amazing builds, but in the same respect, I feel like a lot of these shows get so fixated on the awards Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm so much about i want to be hanging out with truck people or car people whatever um i feel like there's a lot of really cool people that get left out because their stuff isn't fancy enough i I mean just like our show and i made that statement said two hundred dollars or two hundred thousand dollars you know there's some super cool people that drive junk if you want my opinion and but they're enthusiastic about about their what I what I call junk, you know. They're they're passionate about their stuff. And it's not junk, you know. It's just, you know, people are at this point in their life and this is what they can afford to do and, and all that. And and ninety something percent of us are are one uh tiny tragedy away from being the guy that drives the two hundred dollar truck. Or the other side, being the guy that drives the two hundred thousand dollar truck. Yep. I, mean, I saw I saw that meme out there one day that said, you know, if I hit the lottery, I'm not going to tell anybody, but you'll know it. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, there's going to be I I might not move to a different house. Um, you know, I'm I might not go to work anymore, and I'll probably drive something tricked out that that you'll look at and be like, why? <laughs> you know, there, there, I mean? there'll just, be signs, won't there? <laughs> yeah, there will be signs. So, but <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I'm sorry. I get the I get the rambling and everything. But yes, there are there are truck shows that that and I say truck shows. I prefer the truck shows uh, just because I I I want to go the same stuff my friends are going to. But there are shows that are staples for us, and and a lot of them aren't just shows. We go to these cruise ends. Man, we love the cruise ends because they're one. They're not handing out trophies there. And it's people that are enthusiastic, like to drive their stuff. We go to those. There, we just came back from one uh, a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, South County, St. Louis, uh, over in Melville on uh, uh, they call it Cruising Lindbergh. And Melissa and I had went to it probably three years ago uh, in conjunction with a big show over there called Relaxing in the Park. Um, but we went to this cruise in. And I was like, this is freaking amazing. And if I can ever talk my friends into checking this out, we need to do this. Well, a buddy of mine was engaged to be married and, and uh, his bride-to-be was having a bachelorette deal. And I was like, man, we need to come up with something for him. And I saw they were having that cruise night. So I I called uh, I called the guys up at Classic Car Studio, arranged a shop tour up there. And then we went and hit, the, hit that cruise. And it's like a two or three mile stretch cruise route, but there are thousands of people cruising. And and to put it in perspective, like it's so crowded up there. None of us in the, I think there was a dozen of us that went. None of us actually cruised. We pulled in the Walgreens parking lot and went, stood out by the sidewalk and with thousands of other people 
and just hung out on the sidewalk and watched uh, all the different vehicles going by. Everybody that is, is straight up roasting the tires off their cars, <laughs> and it's just we were at the we were at a great spot too because everybody would pull up and the, it was like the burnout spot, you know. Right. So we would pull up there and check that out. It was it was awesome, and it was everything from like we saw a a Volkswagen an old Volkswagen Beetle built like a sand car but it had street it had like mud tires on it or something and it had an ls in it <laughs> but the but it was hanging off the back of a car wow. the ls was and and this dude was like he just like romp on it and then just do a wheelie down the street <laughs> and then and and then then we're then we're seeing like 60s impalas on 13 inch Dayton's, you know, uh, on hydraulics and stuff, running around on three wheels or hopping or, or whatever. I, I seen an old square body with, and I don't know much about four wheel drive stuff, but like great big, massive tires pull out in the street. It's locked in four wheel drive. And I don't know what this motor is, but he's roasting all four tires. Oh, wow. But just, you know, it's everything from the, the, those kind of vehicles to, the what they call modern muscle and the tuners and and all that stuff and 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 uh you know some of that stuff's not my thing but i have an appreciation for uh just for car people right so we try and hit up that stuff that's that's some of the fun stuff that we like and as a club we set up like monthly runs to go here there wherever and everybody meet here we all roll together and we take a two lane somewhere and then we go catch lunch on a sunday afternoon or whatever so um, you know, I mean, I, I, I enjoy all this stuff. So any, anything to do with, you know, our passion, our common passion, then, then let's, let's get out and do it. You know, that's a, it sounds like a, that was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just seeing everything and everyone. Yeah. So would you say that you, uh, obviously you have trucks, you said you had a Bel Air as well, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Are do you have a dream car or truck or the ones you own now? Are those your dream car and truck? Um, you know what? No, no. I, I, I feel like, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like, like ADHD keeps me from staying too locked in on, on anything. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, everywhere, nowhere at the same time. I, re- I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, as far as, as far as my dream stuff, no, I, I love the I love the GM stuff. I and, you know, again, back to my childhood. My dad was a was a GM nut and so that that's that's where I am. Um my passion is the trucks. I I, I really do like the the trucks and I I've had you know, we've talked about you know, I had a I had a guy ask me at a show, he was like, you know, I need to know your price and all this, I'm buying a truck and I was like Man, I just got this thing done. Like, it's going to have to include pain and suffering money in it, you know, and, and all this stuff. And I got to thinking about it and I was like, I love the trucks. And to me, this crew cab is the, the best of all sides of it because it's a truck. It's lowered. It's two wheel drive. You know, it's got the power plant that I want in it. And uh, it's a crew cab so I can fit all my stuff in it. So, I, you know, I love the square bodies the most. So what direction am I going to go with it? You know, am I going to get a standard cab truck? 
and just lose space? Am I going to get a Suburban? Well, then I don't have a truck. Am I going to get a Blazer? Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm losing space and it's still not a truck. So, no, you know, I mean, just like I said, the, the, the statement about the if I hit the lottery, you know, there would be, you know, there'd be signs. I, there's not one vehicle, you know, it's going to it's going to be. I'm not going to have the $300,000 vehicle. I'm, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have ten thirty thousand $30,000 vehicles or whatever, you know, I mean, right. and, and they're all going to be Brett Sullivan. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be your style for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, I like the trucks. I like the Bel Airs, uh, of the tri fives. The 56 is my favorite because I, I like a little bit different and all though the five, six and sevens are all like wildly popular. I feel like the 56 is the, might be the least popular. I don't know, but you know, it's the, it's the little things. It's just a little bit different. You know, it's got the, it's got the, the, the fuel door and the tail light. And, you know, I mean, that was just, I don't know. It's just, I want to, I want to be a little bit different. So, but I like those. I like the, I like the old Impalas, the, you know, 60s, 64s. I like the 58 Impala because it's just stinking massive. <laughs> you know, I think that's a, I think that's a cool car. I like the, I like the mid 60s Chevy 2s, the Novas. I like them because they're a classic car, but it's all like, uh, I don't know. It just looks like that classic car, but it looks like it would be so fun. So light and much smaller and all that, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I like a little bit of everything. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of vehicles that, that people are like, I'd never own one of them. But like, if you, if you show them that vehicle, you know, they're sitting there looking at it and they're like, I'd never own one of them. And then you, you, uh, you show them one at a different color. And they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. And I was like, ah, that, you know, I, so we've uh, we, we've kind of hit on uh, the Southern Illinois Truck Showdown several times throughout our conversation here. But can you tell us more information about the one coming up yeah. in 24 or? Yeah. Yeah, man, I can I can tell you uh, tell you a lot of stuff about it. Uh, date is already set. August 31st is part of Labor Day weekend this year or in 24. Um, so Saturday, August 31st is the show. Uh, we'll do like in the last couple of years in the past, uh, we'll kick things off on Friday night. We'll do an open house at level seven motorsports. We'll do a pre-party at 618 tap house. We'll have live music. Um, and then we'll have the show on Saturday for 2024. You know, we wavered on. Do we want to, at what point in time in the growth of this show, do we want to make this a two day event? Do we want to stay with one day? What do we want to do? We're back and forth on it. And, you know, if you have a two day show, there's always one day that is going to be a down day. And, um, and that's okay. But, you know, you, you want it to be as successful as you possibly can. So then we started talking if we did a two day, would it be Friday, Saturday? Would it be Saturday, Sunday? What would we do? Well, and my what I envisioned with it in the discussion was if we did Friday, Saturday, Friday would be the down day because you got people with jobs. 
um, or people that are traveling. So Friday would be a down day, which means Saturday would be the show and we'd end on a bang, right? And then we talked about if we had the second day was Sunday. And I thought, you know what? People are going to want to travel home on Sunday, so Sunday would be a down day. Well, I don't want to end on a down day. So that rules out Sunday happening. Friday, you know, I mean, just not yet with it. So we're going to be a one-day show in 24, but we are working with Visit SI, um, the city of Marion, and uh, local businesses on the Tower Square. And so 2024, after the show, we will have a free cruise in on the square. We're going to close the square down, Tower Square there in Marion. We're going to bring live music in. Local businesses are going to stay open later and, you know, set up either either the business be open inside or they're going to set up like vendor type situation out on the out on the square. But we're going to load the square and and, and it will be open to everyone, cars and trucks. But and they were they were asking me and I drove through there that and I was looking and I was like, man, I I don't know how I don't know how we're going to make this fit. Because I was I was looking at like each quadrant of the square and then like maybe parked around the fountain and then all this stuff. And I was like, OK, we're going to fit like 15 in each quadrant of the square and then maybe seven. So we're looking. I was like, it looks like there's room for like 75. And they asked me, they were like. Best case scenario, as far as numbers are concerned, like how many trucks or how many vehicles do you think are going to be there? And I was like, you know, the 2023 show had 461 trucks up from 200 trucks in 22. You know, so if, you know, I don't anticipate that everyone will come to the cruise end. I would think that the cruise end numbers would be lower than the show. But if the, I mean, half of the 2023, I, I, I mean, I just told them, I was like, we're going to have 200 on the square. And I just felt like I had to throw a number out to them. I may, I may be wrong, you know. I mean, 2024, I mean, you know, I mean, we could have we could have poor weather and and show numbers could be down. But if we experience growth similar to what we saw in 23, you know, I mean, we could have, we could have 900 trucks or we could have 700 trucks or, or whatever. And if half of them show up trying to shoehorn in the square, <laughs> I mean, holy cow, you know, but, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, the thing of it is, is I just want my friends and I wanted to create something that, uh, as far as the show is concerned, that we, we want to do it on our terms with what we wanted. And so we're just going to do the things we like. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't like it, they don't like it, you know, and we'll, we'll see it. It'll reflect in numbers and, and everything. But anybody that's ever asked me questions about the show, it was like, we're going to do it our way. And, uh, man, fingers crossed you enjoy yourself. But in the same breath, and I'm not trying to be cocky about this, but if you don't enjoy it, then it's, I mean, if I don't enjoy something, it's not for me. I'm not going to tell you to stop doing it. 
so so that's what we did. We 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 create these things, you know, the open house at level seven, the pre party with a band, you know, the the show itself, and and uh, you know, this show's gaining traction left and right. You know, I mean, uh, when when our title sponsor LFC Truck reaches out to me and they want it, you know, I don't have to go banging on doors and begging for it. Um, that makes me feel really good about what we're doing, you know, and I, I, I get a lot of compliments. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have some negative stuff, but they do a pretty good job of keeping it to themselves because I'm not a hearing it, I guess, you know, but, but, uh, we, we, there's some awards that we give away, but it's not, it is, uh, we give away an award for each of our big sponsors. And so for the ballpark, we do that. I don't know if you've seen them or not. Um, and you can see them on the social media pages for the show. We, since we're at the baseball stadium, we do baseball bats and they're laser etched with the show logo and that particular sponsor. And then that sponsor gets to pick their choice award. So we don't do classes. We don't do router up first, second, third, whatever type stuff best engine blah 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 and all that and, I, and and there's some of those awards that that i got stuck with picking because maybe that particular sponsor wasn't there or whatever but it, what sponsors are there throughout the day of the show i'll take that award to them and go go make your pick and while you're there get a picture um we don't do an awards presentation because i'm not trying to you know be like you know i love ty's truck and, you know, me sitting there going, I think his is the best and I don't like any of yours or, or whatever, you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, we, we've got some pretty killer stuff there though. You know, we had one truck show up and, and the guy was like, I really wanted to win one of these awards. And, uh, he was the, he was the LMC truck choice award winner. And I had to pick that one. But he showed up and it was like this, and, and I don't know, 67, 68 C10, and it was just twin turbo truck. It was amazing, you know, this guy. And I, you know, so thankful that this guy brought his truck this show, thought enough to bring it to this show. And we, we went to uh, the Speedway in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, the following weekend to the Triple Crown of Riding which is a new show, but it was massive and it had some big names there. You know, it had Dave Kendig and Chip Foose and all them, you know, just throwing their names. This people, everybody knows who they are, you know? So those guys were there just trying to, you know, plant the scene there, what it looked like, you know, a couple thousand extremely amazing builds there and everything. And that guy and that truck that won the LMC award at our show was there with his. And we were there for day two of the show or whatever. And this guy was a top 30 award winner and was waiting on more judging, you know? So I was like, man, I, I, I must've picked a pretty good one if, it, if he's picked for that. But anyway, we, we, make a big deal we, we put a lot into the awards that we give but we try not to make a big deal of it if that makes sense you know 
So it's the we go we go around and hand out the awards, and nobody really knows that they were handed out until after the fact when we recognize those award winners through social media or whatever. We'll, we'll share their picture. Another thing that we do with our show is we have a lot of industry people that do a ton of giveaways, and so that's what we do with it. We give all that stuff away, and we don't try and make more money off of our participants in any fashion. You know, we. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, we want to be successful. We would love for it to make some money and and things like that, so we can turn around and dump that money back into the show or back into the the C10 club or whatever, just to make the experience better for all of us, you know, but you know, we charge 20 bucks and for a show of this nature, uh, to charge 20 bucks is, is a deal. Most of these shows are, are 30, 35, 40, 60, whatever dollars. You know, and, and, and that's not what we're after. We're trying to pay the bills and, and then throw throw a little bit back. But all those all the giveaways and stuff, all our participants get give get uh, raffle tickets and so all of the stuff that's up there, we just give it away. And uh that that's something that's been I don't know, I've had some people say, Don't worry about that giveaway stuff and all that and I was like, Yeah, but I've got people giving us stuff to give away, so we should give away. But yeah, I mean, we and we get stuff from street machinery. We get stuff from billet specialties, and, and uh, you know, a lot of different, a lot of different companies. A local company that is that was huge for us in in twenty twenty four was Midwest Truck Accessories. Uh, oh yeah, guys, out of Mount Vernon. Yeah, Nate, uh, Nate Williamson, and uh, and and his crew up there, and they're enthusiastic about it, and and so much appreciation to them. I love the fact that we have a local business, a local business of enthusiasts uh, that are so supportive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nate, Nate was like, man, we want to be involved. We want to do this. If you need, if you need manpower that day and all that, if you need guys directing traffic, if you need guys that, you know, parking cars, or if you need guys doing this, or somebody taking the trash out or whatever, he was like, we're on it, man. We're, <laughs> and I was like, man, I, I, I get that, and and I, you know, they they sponsor our show, they write a check, and 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 man, that's that's huge, you know. We've got so many people that want to volunteer with stuff, and and then, you know, to have two of two of my great friends and Barry and Trisha Higgins, and that was the ones I was telling you about with Higgins Customs earlier, but that they are behind the scenes, two of the most supportive people. And they they are they are one of our top sponsors for the event, and then they they in the same breath they want no credit for it. They don't want anybody to see them being part of the team that makes it happen, but they do. Uh, you had mentioned the uh, Southern Illinois Truck Showdown. Uh, they could you have a Facebook page. Is that the best way for our listeners to reach out to you and get in more information, or is there a better way? Um, yeah, no. Um, we will we will post all updates and stuff either through the Southern Illinois Truck Showdown Facebook or Instagram page. We'll, we'll post, you know, any and all details that we have through there. And then there'll be a few times throughout the year where I'll do uh, little live videos as well and kind of update people on 
on things. But, um, yeah, um, you'll be able to do, be able to check those places for it. I'll have links on both of those social medias for, uh, pre-registration when it becomes available. Um, and any other updates that we, we may have. Okay. All right. So reach out to him there on, on the Facebook page and, uh, as information comes available, it'll be posted there. So we've come to a part of the podcast here that I know you'll be familiar with this term with your drag racing history called cutting the light. Really what it is, is I'm going to ask, it could be random questions. Some of the questions are car related. Some of them aren't. And when I ask you the question, I just answer with the first answer that comes to mind. You can leave it unexplained or you can explain. That's up to you. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So our first question is, uh, do you prefer to text or talk on the phone? Uh, oh, man. Talk. Prefer to talk. You can't you can't you can't figure out what someone's tone is by texting. That is true. There's been a lot of fights and misunderstandings going on because of a text message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a song that every time you hear it, that makes you want to drive fast? Um, I don't know about a, I don't know about a particular song, but you know, I, I grew up in the, I, don't know, I guess hair band, hair band days and stuff like that. So, but man, I listened to, I listened to everything. I mean, I listened to, I listened to old school rap. I listened to country music. I listened to, you know, the rock. I listened to all of it. My, my, foot probably gets a little heavier if we're playing some like Motley Crue or Metallica. <laughs> oh, I understand that. Yeah. What was your last impulse buy? I don't know. I, th- I think probably everything I buy is an impulse buy. My wife, the one that keeps the reins on stuff and, and like does all the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the necessities and, and things like that. You know, I'm, uh, I'm blessed to have her around or I would be flat broke at all times. <laughs> I understand that. On the scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? I'm the best driver. Absolutely. <laughs> and here's the thing: like my my wife's like, I was like, we would be talking about things of being somewhere, we visiting some city, and I'd be like, man, I'd love to live here and all this. And she's like, there's no way you could live. Like you would end up in the penitentiary or something. <laughs> because, like driving along and I'm turning around, and she's like, you 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 go from like zero to two hundred. <laughs> Road rage department, my heartbeat, you know. So every, everybody else is an idiot when I'm driving down the road, you know. Right. It's always everybody else's fault, right? Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. When it comes to trucks, do you prefer full-size trucks or do you prefer the mini trucks? Oh, 100% full-size, full-size truck. I mean, I've, I've got just about the fullest of the full-size trucks. So, you know, I, I need, I need room to sprawl out, buddy. For sure. Us big guys, we got to have that shoulder and leg room for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite movie quote? Oh, my Lord. You know what? When we finish with this interview, <laughs> I'll have like, you know, a hundred of them. And, <laughs> and, and I don't even know if like, I know this is a pod and not like put out there, not safe for work or, or, or PG or anything like that. But um, no, I don't think, I don't think I do. I think, I think I've probably got some like, funny ones if 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 i had to probably just about anything that samuel l jackson ever said in a movie like the one where the for wish wallet is yours you know the one that says bad you're on it so i i don't i i you know uh but the the uh yeah just about anything sam jackson says in a movies and then i'll get the corny stuff 
Will Ferrell's pretty good. Some of his stuff. If you had to choose between the two, would you choose the Fast and Furious franchise or American Graffiti? American Graffiti. I, f- I figured you'd say that. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. Yeah. A lot of good cars in that movie. There's a, there's a whole lot of times. I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, the Fast and Furious is something to watch. If I, if I ever went back and watched any of them, it would be the first one. Yeah. First, like, remotely realistic one out of out of all of them. I don't know how many times I've watched. And I, I, I don't know that I've watched all of them because it's a ridiculous amount, but a ridiculous amount of movies. But, uh, you know, I don't know how many times we watch the movie and, and I'll see him do something. And then I just, I, I just start shaking my head and rolling my eyes. <laughs> you didn't do that with a helicopter and a tank and a <laughs> log chain, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. Everybody says that they'll, they'll watch the first one. So I've had a few people say they watched the second one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't even watch the ninth one till almost a year and a half out because I'm like they're going to be saving the world in this one and that's it's just like every other action movie now. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't I don't know I don't get into I don't get into a lot of that stuff I, those movies like that. Do you have an object that you always seem to lose or misplace? Man, I don't know what I I'm sure my wife could tell me the answer to that one. She knows she knows what it is because if I lose it. The, my knee-jerk move is to ask her where it is. <laughs> you know, but I can't, I can't think of that. I mean, I can tattle on her like she loses her phone every day, you know. <laughs> but, and, and I know, I, you know, not trying, to, not trying to throw her under the bus, but I know what her thing is. She loses. I'm confident she could tell me what my thing is. <laughs> No, I understand that I, I got to have a place where I put, you know, my keys, wallet, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I got to put it in the same place every time. Yeah. And people are like, this is a mess. And I'm like, but I can tell you on the phone where something exactly is because I put it that in the exact same place every time. Well, I can tattle on myself. You, you, you know, I was thinking keys, wallet, cell phone, all that. And want to know what the thing is that I always lose. It's the tool that I just sat down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever the last tool was that i touched that i'm going to need is the thing that i lose <laughs> the most you know it's a it's that whole 10 millimeter deal or whatever you know <laughs> um and, and and here's the thing you know the whole uh you've heard people saying the you, you know you can't bother me i used to hold the flashlight for my dad and yeah all that that type thing I, i've got so my youngest son is 18, and if if ever I lose anything in the garage, like, I, I really have to try hard to not blame him instantly for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, when I, when I'm on, when I'm on, when I'm on a good one, I'm, I'm like, I'll go into my wife and I'll say, I've misplaced something and all this. And all the while she knows that I'm sitting there going, Chase lost this. Yeah. <laughs> what he did with it. I'm like, I, I know my dad suffered from the same thing and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very sarcastic and all of that. And I come by that naturally from my dad and my dad would say this stuff all the time. He was like, he'd be looking for a tool and he was, he was like, you probably buried it in the backyard or something, you know, you know, was like, he always had, he was always quick with something to say. And I, I, I think I've, I think I've assumed that role. <laughs> And come by that naturally. 
So you had made mention earlier about your dad making a pass with you in the back of his car, not realizing it. Is that the fastest you've ever gone in the car or what's the fastest speed you've ever gone in a vehicle? Uh, I, uh, I couldn't tell you for certain. I would, I would dare to say that it, it was, uh, the fastest I've ever gone in a car was not at a track. So it was probably illegally somewhere. And, you know, it's a, the pavement is a really nice stretch in, uh, Saline County on Route 13, headed towards Marion. So that that's a, you know, I I think that was probably that. And we're, I don't know, I don't know what vehicle it would have been. Something much, something modern, you know, in a buddy's car or something like that. I don't I don't like having I don't like having to fix stuff that I broke, so I don't get too out of hand. I don't get too rough yeah. myself, but, but, you know, I will antagonize buddies to <laughs> straight light it up <laughs> all, all the time. So, cause it's their car. So if it breaks, they got to fix it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I got a, I got a brother-in-law that had a, was it a, I didn't know what it was. Big bodied Mercedes, like a factory, like turboed Mercedes or something, you know, they don't really govern them things, so it's like, you know, we we, we hit one sixty or so in it or whatever. You know, I've, I've been I've been up there, you know, pretty high on motorcycles, and looking back on that, I think I'm an idiot. We all have those moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The last question in this series here is: With toilet paper, do you prefer it over or under the roll? Oh well, you see if. You mean talking about coming off the front or coming off the back? <laughs> yeah, right. So like the, the, the coming off the back's like having a mullet, and coming off the front is like having a <laughs> glorious beard. And a glorious beard you do have, so that would make sense. <laughs> All right, so we're coming to the end of the interviews, and I always give our guest the last word. Do you have any words of inspiration for truck people, whether they've been in the game for a long time or... I don't know if teenagers look at trucking magazine anymore like I did. I may be dating myself with that term, but do you have any words of inspiration you could leave with us? Um, shoot, man, I, I I don't want to get all prophetic about about stuff, but you know, be understanding of be understanding of other people. You know, you know, all these old heads with with stuff they know what I'm talking about. You've seen the signs at car shows and all this about you know, kind of making sure the kids enjoy it and all that because they're the next generation of it and and all that you know i I believe in that and don't be quick to judge people you don't ever know what's going on in their life also don't judge don't judge people that that's all goes you know a lot of it goes back to the part where i uh, don't like the trophy thing with judging people because your best friend and the coolest person that you may hang out with may drive the biggest heap out there and they're working their tail off just to survive let alone be able to go to a car show or a cruise in or whatever so be compassionate with with people be a good friend find the real things that there are to enjoy about it and uh you know if you 
and this is pretty generic, but if you can find a way to be helpful to someone, do that. Uh, like I said, you don't know what they're going through. And uh, something that is a little thing on your man, your end may be something huge on theirs. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how many people I've said, you know, hey, I, I've got this. I've got this garage here. It's got heat and air conditioning and they're wallowing around in the gravel of their driveway to get something done. Well, I drag it over here and let's make it happen, you know, and, and, and all of that, because, you know, I, I can remember being blessed enough to, at one point in time, we had a, all we had was a single car garage and we moved into this house and it was, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I've never had a garage before. And I built a workbench at the end of it. And I built a workbench and I couldn't fit my, the truck that I had at the time in it because I had built a workbench. You know, to fit it in there. So I, I, I may be rolling around in the gravel of the driveway and all that. Here I am, you know, all these years later and I've got, I've got room to work and, and, uh, you know, dead of winter could do it in shorts and a t shirt or, or whatever. And so blessed in that department. And I, I'm blessed in taking my own advice as far as, you know, trying to be kind and, and being understanding and everything, because I also feel like I have pretty awesome friends that I might have overlooked otherwise. So, you know, my wife and I were talking about it the other day. She was like, what did we do before we ran around with the trucks and the people that we ran around with before? She was like, because I don't even remember us having friends. <laughs> Before that, I was like, well, we, we didn't because we had kids so busy that, that, that we were unable to do, unable to do a whole heck of a lot. But anyway, you know, th- this, this passion and being able to talk to you today is, it's awesome to be involved with this. I'm, I'm interested in these vehicles and I'm interested in the things we do and the places we go and all that. But at the end of the day, it's the people that are involved with it that makes it great. And, and, you know, you don't have to expect perfect out of everything. And I found myself saying this one lately too. Don't expect life to be perfect. It's the imperfections that make it perfect. What makes it yours. And, uh, you know, it would be boring if everything was perfect. If everything was the same, that's true. It would be extremely boring. As the smoke clears on today's episode, I would like to thank Brett Sullivan for taking time out of his very busy schedule to sit down and talk with us today. And to all you listeners out there, thank you too for jumping in and joining us. And whether you're tearing up the track or you're cruising them back roads, remember to embrace the grit, embrace the grind, and the glory of the open road. This is Ty, signing off. Until next time, drive on.